our hands all across this house and worship the Lord. God, we worship you and we praise you. We lift up your name. God, we give you all the glory. God, we give you all the honor. Oh, is there somebody thankful tonight? Thankful for the goodness of God on your life. Thankful that you were on the wake-up list this morning. Is there anybody glad that somebody said to you, let us go into the house of the Lord? I'm thankful to be in church. I'm thankful to be in the presence of God. I'm thankful for another day of life. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for friends. I, I wonder if there's anybody that can just lift your hands and say thank you good to be in church tonight I don't want to take a whole lot of time uh, if you have your Bibles with you let's go to the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51 give honor to our church give honor to our pastor Thankful for the opportunity. Thankful tonight to have Rebecca with us. She's uh, from France, and she met us at a park in the southwest, connected with us, and we've stayed in contact. She's here with us tonight, so we're thankful that you're here. Honored guest tonight. <laughs> thankful for the connections we've already made. Project 39, very excited about that. Uh, after church, I brought a box. We ordered 2,500 of our Connect cards. There's a QR code. Uh, my wife told me today she was at the store, uh, at the register, started talking to a person at the register about church, and they said they're looking for something in the southwest, and my wife was able to give him a card and tell him about Project 39. So after church at the, the Welcome Center, I have a box. I'll spread some out. We can take those, and everybody can be involved in inviting and telling people about the vision of a new church in southwest Bakersfield. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51, if you're there, say Amen. If you're looking at the screen, say amen. Amen. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Somebody say victory. O oh, death, where is thy sting? O oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. For a few moments, I want to preach on this subject, the experience of a champion. The experience of a champion. If you would, put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands one more time. God, we need you to move in this house tonight. Lord, this service isn't over. Lord, there's lives that are here tonight that need a word from you. God, there's people here tonight that need strength. There's people here tonight, God, that need to be encouraged. There's situations here tonight that need to be mended and fixed. There's brokenness that needs to be healed. God, there's so many needs in this house, a, a wide variety of situations, but you're the God that can handle it all with one word from your mouth that proceeds from your throne room. Everything can change in the presence of God. Lives can be healed in the presence of God. Oh, somebody, let's worship and thank the Lord tonight.
You may be seated. Let me just say this before I get into any of this, is that, you know, we come to church and we're not careful. We don't realize all the hard work that goes into making this possible. It's kind of like showing up to dinner somewhere and somebody else has prepared all the food and you can sit there and you enjoy it. Enjoy tri-tip, but you didn't see that someone went and bought that tri-tip, and somebody went and prepared that tri-tip, and someone cooked it and, and served it and cut it and make sure it was good. And we show up, and we let me just say that there's a lot of hard work that goes beyond uh, just what we see up here on the platform and on the pulpit. And there's a lot of people working together for the kingdom of God to go forward. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who makes it possible for us to have church at GBSPC. Thank you for every Sunday school teacher. Thank you for everybody who drives a van. Thank you for everybody that cleans the bathrooms and makes sure there's toilet paper in the stalls. Make sure there's nothing uh, on the ground outside. Make sure that the cafe is ready. Make sure. Let me tell you something about church. You may not realize it, but these things are not cheap. You may not realize it. Sometimes all that goes into the work of God, you may not realize it, but I'm thankful for some people that are willing to invest into the kingdom of God. And I don't want to show up and be unappreciative of this house and everything we have, but I'm going to say thank you, Jesus, for a place I can bring my family. Thank you, Jesus, for a place that I can build my life. I'm thankful for the things of God. I'll tell you that because I, you wonder sometimes, you know, giving to the church may seem like a sacrifice. But I'm thankful for the opportunity to invest in something that's creating an atmosphere for revival to break out. Come on, you say, when I give to the church, where does it go? I'll tell you, when you pull up in the parking lot, you're parking on it. When you're singing and your children are being used in the kingdom of God, that's all opportunities made possible by some people that invested. I'm thankful for people that see the vision to have revival, and it's not cheap, and it's worth every dime because there's souls that go down in Jesus' name because somebody installed a baptistry, because somebody made sure the water was hooked up correctly. I'm telling you... There's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes into revival. I just felt to get that out. I'm telling you, we, we may just show up and say, well, the AC wasn't just how I liked it. And, oh, you know what? I didn't get my parking spot just how I wanted it. And, you know, that food at cafe, it was gross and all this and all that. But I'm thankful every time I can come to the house of God. I don't want to be a complainer, but I want to be grateful for the great things that God has brought to Bakersfield through GBFPC. Oh, you ought to worship the Lord for a few seconds and say thank you for the church. Thank you for a pastor. Thank you for 24-7 prayer. Thank you for the prayer gate. Thank you for the Sunday school department. Thank you for Bible quizzing. Thank you for Project 39. I'll tell you, God is a blessing to this city through this church. That was just the pregame warm-up. But I felt to share that tonight. We can be so unappreciative sometimes of the great things God has done. I don't want that. I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be so comfortable that I start picking at everything. Tonight, I want to preach about the experience of a champion. I don't know if you realize this or not, but each and every one of us have failed God at some time or another. Everyone in this house has fallen into sin one time or another. Everyone in this house has been tempted and fell into that temptation one time or another. 
The Bible says in Psalms 51 and 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. David looked at his life and he said, When I was born from my very first moments of life, I was shapen in sin. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. James chapter 1 and verse 14, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You know what I'm using these verses for tonight is to let somebody know that we're all in this together. Sometimes we fail God and we allow ourselves to believe that we're the only one that's ever failed him. And we start struggling living for God and we feel like we're the only one having a hard time. And we feel discouraged and we feel like a failure and we feel like we can't make it in life. But I want you somebody to know that we're all in this together. The enemy wants to convince us that we're worse than everybody else. The enemy wants to convince us that there's no hope for our future. There's no hope to be used of God. There's no hope to stand up and be what God's called you to be but I want to preach against a spirit of intimidation there's some people here you have greatness within you you are called of God and you have destiny on your life don't let the devil convince you that you can't be used of God don't let the enemy convince you that you're not worthy of the mercy and the grace of the Lord I want to tell somebody tonight that God is able to forgive and God is able to save it doesn't matter what you done a song said it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley it doesn't matter how low you go his blood can reach you there it doesn't matter how high you go the blood can reach you there I want to tell somebody tonight that God is greater than your failure and God is greater than your mistakes and God is greater than the disappointments of your life and God is greater than everything you've fallen into. God is greater than addiction. God is greater than depression. God is greater than fear. God is greater than all those things. Oh, come on, somebody. I wonder if you serve a God that's greater. Do you serve a God that's greater than alcoholism, that's greater than generational curses of abusive households? Do you serve a God that's greater than a prison sentence, oh, that you had to go through a criminal record that's still on your file? Do you serve a God that's greater than your past? Do you serve a God that's greater than the shortcomings of life? Oh, I serve a great God. I serve a great God. I serve a great God tonight. You may be seated. 1 Samuel chapter 4 and 21. Give you a little background here. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant was taken. The leaders of the people were killed. The priests of the people fell backwards and died. And then one of the wives of the men that died had a child. And in 1 Samuel 4.21, she named the child Ichabod, saying that the glory has departed from Israel. Because the ark of God was taken and because her father-in-law and her husband. She looked at a situation she looked at failure. She looked at a broken dream. She looked at a broken promise of future. Uh, she looked at everything she saw. And when she had a child, she put a label on that child, which was Ichabod. The glory has departed. We step into situations sometimes, and we fail, and we fall, and it doesn't work out. And if we're not careful, we'll carry a label of that failure for the rest of our lives. If we're not careful, we're growing up as kids, and our parents may 
have put labels on us and said we weren't good enough and said we weren't what they thought we should have been and they can make us feel belittled and they can make us feel insignificant and we can grow up through life and people can, can belittle us and slander us and tear us down and people can betray us and people can make us feel worthless and people can walk out on us. Is there anybody that knows what I'm talking about tonight? There's some people that, that walks out on us and there's people that lied on us and there's people that tried to destroy us and if we're not careful, we'll allow the labels of situations to become a permanent name tag. I don't want to be labeled by the things I've gone through. I don't want to be labeled by the failures of the past. But tonight, I want to be labeled by the mercy and the grace of God. I want to be mercy. Oh, I want mercy to be on my life. I want grace to be on my life. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm telling you, don't allow the temporary failures to become your permanent identity. Don't allow labels to hinder you from going forward in God. We need to overcome the intimidation of our failures and move forward in the mercy of God. There's new beginnings in the house of God. There's a fresh start in the house of the Lord tonight. Oh, but you say, I don't know if I can go there. I don't know if I can be a part of that. I don't know if I can connect with that. Oh, let me tell you, if you're a drug addict trying to beat addiction, come to church anyway. If you're in a sexual relationship outside of marriage, come to church anyway. If you were passed out drunk last night on the road, come to church anyway. If you woke up with a hangover, come to church anyway. If you can't quit that habit, come to church anyway. If you've been hurt, and abused by others, come to church anyway. If you've lost all hope and you're ready to give up, come to church anyway. This is not a place of destruction. This is a place of restoration. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to heal you. Oh, come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost is at work right now. You can receive what you need in the presence of God. Come on, lift your hands and say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it tonight. Oh, I'm preaching about the experience of a champion. You may be seated. The church is a hospital for the broken. The church is a hospital for the hurting. The church is a place for the lost, the confused, and the rejected. And no matter what has happened in the past, God always calls us to go forward. Mercy always moves us forward. There was a man a few years ago, me and Brother Bradford tried to work with him on some issues. And he came to church and he was married to this lady and really nice looking couple. But he, he said that when he was out in the world before he ever came to God that there was a previous marriage out there. And he said that, you know what I feel like I've got to do? He had already been baptized in Jesus' name. He had confessed to us that he had received the Holy Ghost privately. And he said, but I feel like I need to go back. I feel like I need to divorce my wife and I need to go back to the other one. But you know what? I have a problem with that because the mercy of God doesn't stop. It covers everything. The Bible said old things are passed away and all things have become new. If I've got to go back and fix everything I've done, that means that the blood wasn't good enough. But let me tell you, he's able to wash away every sin of your past, all the mistakes and all the failures. You don't need a divorce. You need to move forward. You don't need to break up a family. You need to go forward. Because the mercy of God always leads us forward. 
I'm not going back to sin. I'm not going back to my failures. I can't make it all right. I can't restore everything that I messed up, but I can trust in the mercy of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Going forward, it may not be the easiest options, but I'll tell you, it's what God has called us to do. You may be seated. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Ah. Condemnation is the voice that tells you you're not good enough. Condemnation is the voice that says you failed too many times. Condemnation is the voice that says you'll never amount to anything. That God can't use you. That God can't do anything with your life. Don't tell me oh, what God can't do. Because my God is greater than your opinion. And my God is greater than your perception. And my God is greater than what anybody can say. My God has the final a word going forward it's not always easy there will be times when we're trying to live for God and do what's right and although we've done everything we can to do what's right we've been faithful to God we'll still find ourselves in impossible situations just because you go forward doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's still going to be some difficult things you have to go through but this time you won't go through them alone because God is with you David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There's some of us that look at the valley of shadow of death and wish there was a detour to get around it. But God, through David, showed him that if you'll go through the valley of the shadow of death, if you'll go through those dark places, if you'll go through those scary times, you will go, but you won't go alone. And David said, I will not fear, for thou art with me. In thy rod, thy staff, they will comfort me. I'll go through some hard times, but I won't go through them alone. I may have to go through cancer, but I'll never go through it alone. I may have to lose a business, and there may be people that, that come against me in all kinds of ways, but I'll never go through it alone. There's things in life that won't work out, but I won't go through it alone because he is with me through it all. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. That's condemnation that tells you you're on your own. That's condemnation that says the glory of God has departed. That's the enemy trying to convince you to give up. But God says get back up on your feet and try again. If you throw in the towel, I'll give you another towel. If you say you can't make it, I'll give you the strength to keep going forward. Oh, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes situations are so bad that there honestly is no way for it to work out. Brother Bradford, I'm sure you know there are situations in families and life, medical, physical, emotional, spiritual situations that are just impossible. There is really no way that it can change. It was in the book of John chapter 11 and verse 14 then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And then he says this, And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. So Jesus is looking at an impossible situation. Not only that, but by this time, people were already throwing dirt on Jesus' name. They said, man, Lazarus was his friend. He went to Mary and Martha's house, and they fed him good, and he let their brother die. 
What kind of miracle worker is he? What kind of healer is he? He should have been here by now. And when Jesus heard that Lazarus was dead, he said, you know what? I'm glad about that. You'd say, God, in my situation, I don't see a way out of it. I don't see any, any possibility of things getting better. God, I, my marriage is, is about to fall apart. And God, my, my finances are falling apart. And God, everything I was, I was standing on seems to be taken out from under me. And you know what? Jesus looks at some of those situations and says, he says, I'm glad. But you know why he said that he was glad? He said, because when I step in. When I step in and I raise Lazarus from the dead, there ain't nobody else going to get the glory but me. Now, some of you, your situation is so bad and it's so impossible and there's no hope. And Jesus says, I'm glad because when I step in, the lawyer is not going to get the glory. When I step in, the doctor is not going to get the glory. When I step in, the psychiatrist will not get the glory. When I step in, the foster system won't get the glory. But all glory and all honor and all praise belongs to God. Oh, come on, is there anybody in impossible situations tonight? Oh, let's lift our hands all across this house. Come on, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. The musicians, you can come. Let's pray right now. You're looking at an impossible situation. You're looking at something that doesn't seem like it can happen. You're looking at cancer. You're looking at infertility. You're looking at bankruptcy. You're looking at all kinds of things. And Jesus says, when I step in, you're going to be a testimony of the power and the glory of God. Brother Victor Perez. Victor Perez was in a hospital for two months on PCP trying to come off of it. His mind could have been gone. He could have been a vegetable. That could have been the end of his life. But God raised him up out of that bed And God gave him a good job And God made a way when there was no way And today he's in his right mind That's a testimony of God Stepping in to an impossible situation And if he did it for him He can do it for you Oh come on let's pray right now Spiritual warfare is happening right now there's a voice that's trying to tell you that you're not good enough. There's a voice that's trying to tell you to give up. Oh, but I've got a praise that's louder than the voice of the enemy. I've got a God that's greater than what I'm going through. I've got a God that knows everything I'm facing, and he knows how to win the victory. Let's all stand all across this house. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's yield to the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, God, strengthen your people. God, renew someone in their strength. Renew someone in their mind. Set someone free from the failures of yesterday. Set somebody free from the fear of what everybody else will say and the intimidation that's come against their mind. Tell them you can't do anything. Just stay where you're at and don't move. There's a God that says if you'll step out, I'll meet you right there in the altar. Come on, there's some people right now that are fighting some battles that are impossible for them to win on their own. 
There's some people right now that are going through struggles, that are unseen struggles. Oh, there's fighting going on behind the scenes that we don't understand. But there's a God that knows how to give you peace, that knows how to restore your life, that knows how to restore your marriage, that knows how to bless you, that knows how to keep you and carry you through it all. Come on, somebody, do you serve that kind of God tonight? Oh, come on, I'm not in any hurry right now. Come on, pray until something breaks. Pray until the enemy runs. Pray until strongholds fall down. Pray until the giants are killed. Pray until something happens. Come on, I don't want a little convenient prayer tonight. Oh, I don't want just a nice little conclusion of prayer and we can go eat. But God, I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to get over this right now because I'm letting you take control of the situation. Come on, there's young people that are going through some things. There's young people that have failed God. There's young people, oh, that don't think they can ever be used again. There's young people that think they've gone too far, that thinks God is not interested in them anymore, that thinks they're unlovable and thinks they're unreachable. Come on, somebody. I want to be an encouragement to somebody that God loves you. God loves you so much. God doesn't bring us this far just to leave us, but God can carry us all the way. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's lift up our voice. Oh, come on. Let's praise. Let's worship. Let's fight in the spirit tonight. Oh, that's it, sister. God's hand is still on your life. God is still interested in you. God still has purpose for you. God still has a calling for you. God still has a ministry for you. Come on, your world may be falling apart, but you serve a God that can bring it all back together. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You're not going through this battle alone, but there's some people here to fight with you. That's it. Let the Holy Ghost have its way tonight. I pray for new beginnings in Jesus' name. I pray for freedom from anxiety, freedom from depression, freedom from thoughts of quitting and giving up. God, I pray for new strength. God, I pray for new anointing. God, we pray for breakthrough.